0: Surviving Lockdown, an essential business podcast from Mark Rise voiceovers. Hello, thanks for listening. Daniel Edwards is the D in D&K Accounting, a firm which prides itself on giving people clarity on their financial situation. When COVID-19 hit, businesses and individuals saw their finances come into sharp focus. Then with furloughing and the myriad of loans and grants, accountancy firms have had to keep up fast. Daniel joins me to talk about the effect of lockdown on his business. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mark. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Firstly, how are things personally for you and the family in lockdown?
1: Interesting. We've currently got a five-year-old at home trying to teach him how to read and write and an 11-year-old who likes to lock himself in his bedroom. So not the easiest of situations? (laughs) No, uh... Both myself and my partner are trying to work from home whilst uh, retraining as teachers for the next
0: th- however many weeks, months. Let's talk about business. Before March, tell me a little bit about how DNK Accounting operated. Uh, so we are QuickBooks Pro Advisors, so we're quite
1: used to using online cloud accounting software, but we were, we were encouraging our clients to come see us face-to-face and have conversations with us. Um, obviously, since since March, that's no longer possible Um we were plodding along fairly nicely. Um, regular meetings with clients, like I said, using cloud accounting, online software. So we're fairly used to Zoom and such, but not not to the extent we are doing now, though.
0: You're a company that uses Profit
1: First methodology.
0: Can you explain what that is?
1: So Profit First is a methodology written uh, from a book, Profit First, written by Mike Michalowicz. He's an American author. He's written four or five business books. This particular book, concentrates on reverse engineering your profits so every time you get paid you take a percentage of that and stick it in a little pot to one side called profit and then you also take to one side your tax your vat and whatever's left that's what you got to spend on expenses so it's sort of putting the profit side in the forefront of your mind rather than that that little bit at the end that you may come to when your accountant says you made a profit at the end of the year. So it's putting profits first. Uh, so then you reverse engineer your expenses from those and always save enough money for your tax bills.
0: So in March, COVID-19 happened and people were being advised that they could put off their July tax payments, the payment on account, and the Chancellor came up with a lot of packages. How difficult was it to make sense of all of that so quickly?
1: Um it was made 10 times worse by the chance of making these declarations on a friday a- friday afternoon course, and not giving yeah. us any information until monday tuesday morning uh, so we had clients ringing as soon as the chancellor had finished speaking uh, asking us how they could access the funds etc and of course we we knew as much about as much as they did at that point but once we got actually got, got our head around the the ideas of everything actually implementing them hasn't been too difficult
0: how confused do you think people are about what they can and can't claim for?
1: I think if they're not in regular contact with their, with their accountant or business coaches, there is a lot of confusing information out there at the moment. Self-employed people, whether or not they can ac- access the grants or not, uh, business rate grants, whether or not you're, you're actually paying rates on your, on your properties. And now also the the loans, the bounce-back loans and the sybils, what information they need from their accountants to actually apply for them in the first place. But thankfully, these new bank bounce-back loans are, are fairly straightforward to access.
0: I'd guess that most people will have more complicated accounts over the next two years rather than less complicated. Is that Good for your business and, and accountants in general. I think
1: if you've been proactive during this period and actually spoken to clients, then the the additional information like furlough payments received from the government shouldn't be that difficult to account for. Explaining to the the end client that these are going to going to mean they pay more tax at the end of the day is is the interesting part of it. So obviously, the grants are, are taxable. The furlough payments are offset against your wages, which means you don't have the wage expenses for the next month or so. Um, and then when the VAT is due in March next year, it's so making the clients understand that they will actually have to pay that in March next year. They're not going to get an extension on that as well. And the, the payment account in July, that's going to be due in January. So it's sort of deferring all the issues until early next year.
0: So do you think the government's done a good job in making it easy for business or they haven't quite explained it well enough?
1: I think they've done their best in the time they had it, able to do it. A lot of people were wanting something straight away um, and, of course, everyone's situation is different so they've tried to cover as many bases as they can do i don't believe they've they've come anywhere near to the five percent missing out as they as they as they've stated there's a lot more we're hearing a lot more people who who are getting nothing and a lot of people who can access more than one of the schemes i think they've done the best of a bad job really they've done what they could do um it's they've tried to make it easy accessible but then make sure it's not it's not easily for them the end user to
0: defraud the government and put in erroneous claims of course yeah absolutely let's talk about your business dan how did lockdown affect dnk accountancy and how have you changed to make life easier for yourself and for your clients
1: so we had just taken a new member of staff the first week in march so we we've had to put them on leave because we've not been able to train them to how we wanted to train them at the time so they've gone on leave for now so this just leaves myself and sophie our other admin assistant we've moved all our client meetings online thankfully we were already using quickbooks and receipt bank to access clients information to complete VAT returns and accounts so that hasn't really changed very much All all our clients have an online portal to upload documentation to, so they're all fairly used to documentation and it being online. The the major change has been the the Zoom conversations rather than the face-to-face meetings in in the office.
0: And from your business point of view, are you going to have to take advantage of any of the government's financial packages? So we were lucky enough to... We have an office, so we were lucky
1: enough to receive one of the the £10,000 grants which we put to one side as a contingency fund just in case anything else happens to us further down the line... most of our clients are on a direct debit monthly direct debit so they've all sort of continued because they see the the benefit of getting the help and support that we're offering them at the moment we are looking at one of the bounce back loans to see whether or not we can use that to help innovate the business moving forward we've just started doing the profit first professionals certification and obviously that costs money so we're looking at ways and means to enhance the service that we're offering
0: surviving lockdown. Remember, if you're a business owner and you'd like to be featured on Surviving Lockdown, just email voiceover at com. So, Dan, what's the worst thing about lockdown for you, business or personal? Um,
1: I think personally, if it's the personal side, trying to juggle the, the five-year-old whilst keeping him reading and writing and doing his spellings, the, the, the 11-year-old sort of looks after sure. himself, so that's not too bad. Um, but say juggling the, the home life and the, the work life and getting the time away to actually focus on doing the accountancy side of things. It's quite difficult to manage at the moment.
0: What's the one thing you're looking forward to most when lockdown is lifted? A nice
1: Starbucks,
0: <laughs> I think. It's interesting how people are missing coffee shops, yes. Yeah, we, we,
1: we've, we've, we've stocked up on the, the pre-packaged lattes and things, but they're just not the same. Not the same as going out for a coffee with a friend and having a good conversation.
0: What do you think the one thing would be that you'd like most help with from the government at this point, or the community, in fact, as we get back to some kind of normality?
1: Um, I think from the community-wise, it's supporting all the local businesses. Um, I'm a member of a local networking group, and as much as possible, I try to Buy from that group of people before I consider anywhere else. Um, We've had a big focus on making sure that every business we know sort of stays alive during this time because we we need these small businesses. Once we all come out of lockdown, we need to make sure that they're all still going. So as much as possible, we're all buying. We're trying to buy as locally and within our own network as much as possible. So hopefully that will continue, and the likes of Amazon and such will be getting such a good, good ride as they are doing now.
0: Well, let's talk about wider business. Are you confident that business will go back to the same level or, or maybe even more by, what, let's say the end of the year?
1: I think there'll be a lot more innovation and a lot more people will be taking their business online to online courses, online gyms and such. I think people will have to innovate to to move their businesses forward. Whether or not it's at the same sort of level as it was before, I'm not sure. I mean, pubs and restaurants are unlikely to be bringing in the same revenues as they were before uh, as in number of covers, but I'm sure the prices will reflect that and they're likely to go up. Um, So I think the level of business will be lower, but the cost of doing business may be higher.
0: And do you have a tip that you give to other businesses who may be struggling at this time?
1: We installing all our clients
0: that they make sure that they
1: review their expenses on a regular basis so at the moment we're saying to everyone go through your last 12 months expenses and identify any unnecessary costs you've got you're paying out a a monthly subscription for magazines or online software we've all taken those free trials and forgot to cancel them. So there'll be there'll be expenses in your business and personal life that you're paying out at the moment that you perhaps shouldn't be doing. Um, so it's just reviewing those expenses to make sure you're not wasting your money. And if you are spending money on, on anything, make sure the return on investment is it makes it a wise decision.
0: Great advice. Look at your expenses. Dan, thank you very much indeed for your time and good luck with the business. Thank you very much, Mark. You can contact Dan via www.dkaccs.co.uk. Surviving Lockdown. Surviving Lockdown is produced and presented by Mark Rise, a multi-award-winning voiceover artist and TV presenter for more than 30 years. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast or are interested in voiceover for your business video, e-learning or telephone system, simply email voiceover at markrise.com. Surviving Lockdown.